Are you like us, tired of all the politically correct horseshit on podcasts and in the media? Need a podcast that's funny, smart, and gassy? It's not politically correct. It's just correct. This is the Carolina Underground. Throw that middle finger in the air. Raise them up. Because it's time to get loud, proud, and in your face. Generation X. Generation X. The best generation of all time meets the grit of the South. It's about everything and nothing at all. From current events to woolly boogers to movies to politics. Loud, brash, funny, and never, and I do mean never, predictable the carolina underground with mark and mike yo 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 it's the carolina underground and we're back again because we're just that bad <laughs> how you doing this evening sir is any better couldn't anybody stand me i'm sitting here i'm so sick you know we had you know t- today's episode is just going to be off the rails I'm just going to rant a little bit. I know we had decided we were going to talk about Nikola Tesla, but I think we may just bump that to the last half or not even get to it till next week because I'm just pissed off today. Well, go get him, big guy. I'll sit here and, I, you know, the doctor is in. I'll be your therapist. <laughs> but we did have quite, a, well, quite you know, a journey to get here. It's been, what, three days? How many times? This is at least the eighth time we've tried. That's right. Technical difficulties. I'm on fiber internet. The fiber internet is worse than the cable internet. Who would have thunk it? Because they can't seem to get their crap together to where the ones and the zeros flow back together from wherever they're coming from in the ether here for the replica. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I mentioned earlier. In the United States, we pay more for worse service on cell phones and internet than any developed nation on the planet. And even most of the undeveloped ones. But like I said previously, that's because our federal government has gone into the business of picking winners and losers based on who mm-hmm. gives them the most support monetarily. So, you know. Well, they're not getting none from me right now. I'm not monetarily supporting nobody. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I talked, you know, I got off the phone with customers. So, you know, and everybody goes through this, but it's just oh, yeah. aggravating. Stuff that should work nowadays just don't work. That is true. And it's like, don't nobody care or wonder why it don't work. Well, again, a lot of it is by design. But it, I saw this today. This is a pretty good meme. It says, there's just a friendly reminder. We had more freedoms under Great Britain prior to 1776 than we do right now. 125 years ago, you did not have to ask permission from the government to collect rainwater go fishing, own a property, start a business, renovate your home, build a home, use a transportation vehicle, get married, hunt, own a weapon, cut hair, sell a product, protest, grow food on your, excuse me, grow food on your own property, set up a lemonade stand, or sell food. You can do virtually nothing these days without it, it, without being extorted by the government and obtaining their permission first. If you still think you're free, you're deluding yourself. You live in a tax farm as a free-range human. 
And you know the thing, when you think about it. And we have jointly stacked that first soapbox. That's exactly right. But, I mean, again, you think about it, and then (laughs) you get taxed when you earn your money. You get taxed if you inherit money. You get taxed when you spend your money. You get taxed for owning the things that you bought with the money that was taxed already. Already two or three three times. times. And, I mean... And these people use it as their own personal, uh, own personal piggy bank. And mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. And I mean, again, and then, uh, you know, there, did, did you see that clip where Carrie Lake uh, recorded the extortion call that the uh, committee chairman in Arizona was trying to get her to back off in her election bid? Did you see that? He resigned. By the way, I, I did see that, and they and they were hypothesizing. <laughs> One of the that's a preposterous. <laughs> it just makes me want a hippopotamus. There you Christmas. go. There you go. But uh, yeah, they were hypothesizing. God, I can't <laughs> say that. And, uh, she had more oh, yeah. recordings that didn't anybody know about and stuff like that. So that's kind of interesting as well. And you know, you, you think about it. Name your price to step down. How much is it going to cost? What kind of Mickey Mouse Gestapo crap did that guy even think he was well, going I mean, through? But the problem is that they've gotten away with this crap for so long that they think that, they, I mean, that's just business as usual. And that's why, I mean, again, the big problem is not the politicians themselves. The big problem is the bureaucracy that has grown so large, you know, every, every time one Mm -hmm. of these presidents comes up and says, we created so many thousand jobs. What that is, is your tax dollars paying for more bureaucracy. And people just don't realize that. The federal government has not created not one dad blame thing. Never. Matter of fact, I'll kind of, we'll touch on Tesla. Because, you know, you know, I have, well, because that kind of leads me into another thing that I wanted to talk about with Nikola Tesla anyway. And part of that was the, when he died, how the government swooped in and sucked up all his work and then made it national security and all this stuff. And you think, because Nikola Tesla's goal, he was oh, yeah. brilliant. Quite possibly the smartest and, man uh, that, that has ever walked the face of the planet. But go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I've I've been lit. There's a book by uh, I think it's his grandson or great grandson called mm-hmm. Wizard, and um, I've been listening to it some on Audible as we were getting ready to do this podcast that we've been trying to do for it feels like seventeen, twenty, thirty, fifty mm-hmm. years. But um, just listening to the way he did, because I will admit the first thing. I didn't really know that much really about Tesla other than the AC part and, you know, not real. And the, and the tower that they eventually tore down the war. Yeah. But the fun, the listening to his, in that book of of wizard of them talking about how he visualized this guy sat here or sat there and visualized the minute pieces Mm -hmm. He said, and how the pieces went together and put them together and took them apart in his Absolutely, mind. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just, and you know, and, and some people say, I, you know, you and I had mentioned this one time before that, um, or I had asked the question, did you think that he actually invented something new or do you think he was rediscovering a technology that the earth had already had? You know, it's not like we were talking I about do the pyramids remember. and the way they looked like they were, because if you look at the AC current and how he was going to transmit it through yeah. the air, it kind of looks a lot like what you would expect if you watched ancient aliens or unexplained or something mm -hmm. like that. And they talk about the obelisks and the obelisks, mm -hmm. plural, and the pyramids in Egypt of how you would think that something like that would be put together yeah. and work. Well, and again, I don't recall what my answer was, but I, I do believe that there was an advanced society prior to the end of the last ice age when, you know, at the end mm -hmm. of the Younger Dryas, um, there was a, a cataclysm that occurred and most likely it was a comet or something of that nature, some celestial uh, wanderer smashing into the polar ice caps that caused them to melt. Mm -hmm. And that's what raised well, sea you know, levels that, 400 that, feet while at the same time uh, the temperature lowered back down to the coldest point that it had ever been registered because it threw up a plume of dust around the planet. Now, I'm not saying mm -hmm. that they were as, you know, that they were advanced in the same way that we are now, but it stands to reason that, that human beings haven't really changed all that much in our design. So the people that existed and were technologically advanced well, before us probably figured out. There, some there is the same one stuff. thing. Go ahead. There is one thing that has changed in our design. And what's that? It is quite obvious we have. Well, there's some truth to that too. But again, that's been that's largely the uh, the the advance of technology that's causing that because people are getting lazy. If you don't have to, well, they no longer have to correct. think for themselves. And I mean, again, you don't have to learn a foreign language because you put open Google Translate, translate for you. and it does it, and then half the time it's well, wrong that's anyway. But. You know, that's, but you know, I, it, it just kind of amazes me that, you know, I was, I've listened to part of, I'm about half all the way through mm -hmm. the book now, and I've been reading about Tesla, and it's just seeing some of the things that he had done. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. And had invented that we still use today. Oh, yeah. Like he was the one that designed the first hydroelectric plant at, Niagara well, Falls. we still use all of it today. We've built on some of it. But Nikola Tesla is responsible for the modern world as we know it. Okay, so DC current is the easiest electrical current to produce. Okay, you just and, and as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, one of the things which we don't know if he was aware of or not, there are microorganisms in the soil that generate electricity. So you can stick a. Mm -hmm. a well, I didn't know see, that either. Go. So you can stick a zinc electrode and a um, copper electrode in a uh, in the dirt, and you can put. Hmm. Well, I mean that would make that goes back to the obelisk, yeah, absolutely, and stuff like that. How they go further down in that uh, tower 
at Wardenclyffe or yeah. whatever it was. Well, so, but again, you can, and you'll get an electrical charge. You can stick electrodes into moving water and it will produce an electrical charge. Not much, but it will produce it. You can, you could have, you know, uh, and, and it, and it doesn't have to move that much for you to get that. So, I mm -hmm. mean, we are surrounded by electricity. And another thing that you can do is you can stick a, a pole up 300 feet or so in the air. And there is a potential mm -hmm. difference in electrical current between the top of the pole and the bottom of the pole as well. So, I mean, there's all kinds of electricity That's going on around us. And if I remember right, I can't remember the exact frequency at which uh, uh -huh. lightning strikes, but there's basically, I mean, basically we're surrounded by electricity. We just can't perceive it. Okay. Without right. electronic equipment. But again, Einstein himself said that, I, and, and I don't recall the exact quote, but he basically said that, that, that Nikola Tesla was the smartest man on the planet type thing. And I mean, again, the things right. that the man did, he created remote control for like RV type stuff, you know, for like the, the things that we use mm -hmm. in, in drones and, and our you know, remote controlled aircraft right. and remote controlled cars. Yep. He invented mm -hmm. that. He made a electric car out of a Packard that would. That's a heavy automobile yep, right ran, there. And I mean, again, and he was using lead acid batteries, which is old battery technology. We've got much better batteries now. Right. Uh, yeah, but they can't hold a charge right. in the cold. And that thing would go faster than we can, you know, than, than I think it went 80 miles an hour. And that's, I mean, you think about what the roads were like as before the interstate. Well, yeah, that's, that's moving oh, back yeah. in the day. I mean, and, really. Uh, but, you know, you know, I find um, another thing, you know, about him is when he came over here, you know, he came Serbia. from um, mm -hmm. Serbia. And I think it was, I think he came to the United States in 1884. Mm -hmm. yep. And um, that's, you know, where you're talking about the most brilliant person. He had a letter of introduction from uh, Charles Batchelor, who that's exactly what the letter said. It said, Dear Mr. Edison, I know two great men, and you were one of them. The other one is oh, this yeah. young man. And so Edison ended up hiring yeah, and, and paying him, offering him like $50,000 if he could improve upon yeah. Edison's favored DC generation mm -hmm. plants. And Tesla did it, and then Edison stiffed him yeah. and wouldn't pay. And that was true of Edison. It was true of Westinghouse. Basically, so 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 that was the thing about Tesla. He wanted to make the world a better place for everyone. Better place. Well, he yeah. his idea was to give away power for free. Oh, absolutely. That's why that's why Westinghouse had the Wardenclyffe Tower thrown down torn down and uh, or i don't actually mm -hmm. think he tore it down but he was funding what he was doing was he was trying to beat uh marconi well the warden cliff tower if I, well he beat marconi oh, he yeah. actually did it and then they ended up using his yeah. patents but uh the warden cliff tower i think actually ended up getting torn down in uh world war one because they were afraid that german spies would use it to listen in 
on the secrets of the nation oh, yeah. or something. Well, but the other thing, again, one of the, I mean, you know, again, he died alone and as a pauper, yeah. uh, I mean, they, he, he, which is an absolute disgusting shame when you look at Edison and Westinghouse and all, you know, mm -hmm. and all these other people that made so much money off of his research and his inventions. And according to the, you know, the, 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 what I've heard anyway, there were supposedly 80 crates of paperwork that had his research and inventions on them. And of those, mm -hmm. I think only 30 have ever been recovered and they're in a library in Serbia. Now, from hmm. what, and again, from what I understand about it, he was probably dead for several days before the uh, help discovered that he was dead. And his uh, apartment had already been ransacked. Um, and mm -hmm. so all of those cases and cases and cases of things had just evaporated. But I firmly believe, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, among the things that he supposedly invented that we have no uh, record of anymore was the death ray. And I firmly believe that he created right. one. I mean, again, Archimedes. Well, and he actually got a $25,000 check from the Soviet right. Union. But, I mean, Archimedes had a death ray. Uh, and I, I believe it was in the... Uh, and... If you don't believe Archimedes had it, just ask Indiana Jones, because in the last movie, he went back to meet her. Yeah, I, I really hate you brought that up. I was not a fan of that movie. <laughs> you know what? Didn't that suck? I just, and I really was, you know, up until that point, Indiana Jones was one of my favorites. I mean, it just really was one oh, of yeah. the better franchises out there. Well, um, in that book, mm -hmm. I was... Uh, wizard uh, that I've been listening to and slash reading kind of half and half right. both. Um, you know, it talked about as he was, I think around like starting in like the early 19 teens, 1910 to the 19 mm -hmm. early teens. He, that was when he had actually started withdrawing because he didn't trust right. people. And I think nowadays his grandson or great grandson, whichever one he is, is speculating that he would probably be considered a high functioning autistic person today. But uh, he was beginning, he, you know, at, toward the end of his life, he became fixated on the number three and he had to shake hands and washes them, washing hands. Every time he shaked hands, it had to be done in sets of threes. He, uh, and, he became fixated with pigeons for yeah. some reason. And in particular, there was a white female pigeon that he claimed to love almost as one would love a human. And right before he died, he claimed that the pigeon visited him through a window in the hotel room and he believed the bird had come to tell him that she was dying hmm. because he, he quote the quote in him, Tesla said he saw two powerful beams, beams of light in the bird's eyes. 
And he said, you know, it was a real light, powerful and dazzling, blinding, my light more intense than I had ever produced by the most powerful lamps in my laboratory. And he went on to relate to whoever was, whoever his grandson's source was, that the pigeon died in Tesla's arms. And at that moment, the inventor claimed and told everyone that he knew that he had finished his life's work and it was time for him to shuffle off. Now, essentially, he the, he was so fixated on this pigeon that when wow. this pigeon died, he felt that that was his sign that his life's work had ended and it was time for him to essentially just die. Oh, that's terrible. I, I'd hate to I'd hate to take a signal that it was time for me to end my life from a pigeon. But you know, well, I mean, I don't think he ended his life, but you know, I think he he realized that his race was run, and or he began to think that his race was run, and there wasn't anything left for him to do. Well, he did. I mean, again, and this is not unusual in geniuses either. He did kind of go um, off the off the rails, cuckoo for cocoa puffs, yeah, from. As it, and I'm not certain about this, but if I remember correctly, he castrated himself because he he was apparently quite a ladies' man when he was younger as well, and he castrated himself because it was distracting himself or distracting him from his work. I don't know if that's just a rumor or if that was fact. Hmm, and I haven't. I, if it's if it if he wrote a, if that his grandson or great great had written about it in his book, I haven't got to that yeah. part yet. But you know, and he did become fixated on pigeons, and uh, you know, I mean, birds are smart critters; they really are. Uh, it's amazing. All well, all animals seem to be kind of. They seem to have a more in tune senses than us big dumb humans well they can tell the difference you know they they can define what a female is and what a woman is i think uh whereas we don't seem to be able to but yeah oh <laughs> and out comes soapbox number two you knew i had to throw something in there but yeah again you gotta remember <laughs> i i have but i have well, to stop you i have to ask you a question what do you think about the newest rap sensation Taking over the country, boys and girls. Well, first off, you're going to have to tell me who that is because I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> well, I don't know who the actual rapper is, but there's a verse in it being rapped by Ben Shapiro himself. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> it is, um, and I probably could have told you the name if I wasn't trying to tell you, <laughs> but... Uh, it is uh, actually called Facts. F-A-X. Fact. F-A-C-T-S. And the rapper's name is actually Tom, Tom McDonald. McDonald. Well, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm not a not a big proponent of rap. Uh, you know, some folks call it music, but it's not actually music. Well, it is an, like the extension of beat. Of like spoken yeah. word poetry beat or something like that. from the 60s. Well, yeah. you know, it's. There's a couple of, you know, there, there are some songs like there, you know, everybody, Tupac and Biggie and all this stuff. And, you know, I did like the Hail Mary song by Tupac, uh, Big Papa by uh, Biggie Smalls. And, you know, I just can't believe I'm having a conversation about rappers. <laughs> but uh, 
there are some modern, more modern ones today that I like, and I guess you would consider them rappers, but not rappers in the sense of like gangster rap and stuff like that, such as Jelly Roll, Big Smo, and you know people like that. And you probably hadn't ever heard of either. No, one. I haven't. You know, and again, don't get me wrong. I, it, you know, the ta- the talent that those folks have is undeniable because I can't. I can't make my mouth move that at that kind of speed to produce words that fast amongst other things. And I couldn't remember them if I tried. We we know we both try and it comes out exactly a hypotenuse. We sound like you know that kind of reminds me. Have you seen the picture of our illustrious, wonderful, kind hearted, grandfatherly president, Joseph Robinette Biden, wearing a hard backwards? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you know the the joke running joke used to be when george w bush said something mm. and it was a gaffe that some village in texas had lost its right. idiot it looks more like the villages in delaware well, you know i mean joe biden has been an idiot since he's been joe biden okay and that's the whole thing that's why it's such an absolute embarrassment that my state the but state folks, of south folks. carolina is the ones that put him back on the ballot in 2020 and are doing the same thing this year. Yeah, we may, you know, me, I kind of take umbrage with that. I may, and have suffered it. I may have to have a talk with you behind the woodshed. Oh, I assure you, I didn't have anything to do with it. So (laughs) I'd just assume, well, and that's one of the things I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm a little upset with that man for more so than usual because I was supposed to do my long cross country Uh flight uh, solo uh, for my private pilot's license last Saturday. Okay. Well, so I pulled up the weather briefing and all of that, and lo and behold, there was a flight restriction around 50 miles oh, around Columbia because Joseph R. Biden was in Columbia. And you know what? What was he doing in Columbia? Paying, I don't know. Whatever he does that is going to get him on the ballot well listen we know during the day they ain't but three or four things he does one of them is try to put sentences together mm-hmm. he fails at that he eats pudding he succeeds at that and ice cream he shits in his pants and he succeeds at that because they take multiple yep. pants with him and then he sniffs children because he's a creepy old pervert. That is true. But I mean, again, the problem is Joe Biden is not the problem. Joe Biden is a symptom of the problem. And the problem is that there's people well, out there that have that they think they're voting for people that are going to represent them in the government. And it's just a show. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, right. and it's going right. to be a show. And I mean, again, the man has committed so many treasonous acts as the president and as the vice president mm-hmm. and has yet to be impeached. Okay. Well, they're still too busy working on my, my orca. Well, and exactly. My has done things that are treasonous and has not been impeached. And the reason is that the same, the, the, all of the Republican politicians are in the pockets of the same donors as the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And until people stop just standing on the fact, oh, I'm a Democrat, my daddy was a Democrat, my daddy's daddy before him was a Democrat, and all of that nonsense, and believing that there's the Republican cavalry well, no, too, that's going to come over the hill and save the day, and actually vote some people well, in here, though, that, that will that, make changes, they're not going to like the people that, are, have the, that have the intestinal fortitude to stand up against the news media and the establishment. They're not going to like them. Right. Because right. they're going to be jerks. Well, and the Democrats that were your daddy Democrats and your granddaddy Democrats ain't the Democrats no. today. Well, I mean, neither are the Republicans because they're all spineless. You know, well, not all of them. There are a very small handful that are not completely owned and completely spineless. But they're a tiny fraction of the people in Washington. And I mean, again, and it's the same problem even at the mm -hmm. state level and even at the local level. Right. And the thing is, if you've gone to your local county council or city council meeting, you'll see more people. I haven't. I, I encourage you to go. You will see more members of the council in that meeting then you will see people who are even willing to take an hour of their time to find out what these jack wagons are doing. All right, let's mm -hmm. talk about Tesla. My blood pressure is going up. Okay. <laughs> well, I, there was another, actually, another news article before we get back to Tesla that caught my attention More today, too. More important than the rise is, of you remember, in the U.S.? Okay, no, go ahead, though. But we can <laughs> no. do that. <laughs> that could be next. Go ahead. But uh, it's you remember Scott Peterson and Lacey yeah. Peterson. You know, he's been in jail for murdering yes. Lacey. Well, evidently, there is some new DNA evidence that's being tested that might actually exonerate him and actually point to that burglars were actually what killed Lacey Peterson and not Scott Peterson. Well, so now I'm starting to think of Flashpoint. And uh, or the last, the, the or the Flash movie where he went back in time and saved his mama, or and in, in his or at least saved his daddy. But then he changed. Well, yeah, but that created the uh, whole unraveling. Well, of yeah, the world. but then he fixed it, and then he changed Batman from Ben Affleck to George Clooney. So, I liked it better when he changed Batman to Michael Keaton. I thought that was a, a much better. That that was pretty. Yeah, Michael. Ke the seeing Michael Keaton come back as Batman and then the cameo by Christopher oh, yeah. Reeve as oh, yeah, Superman in the multiverse. That was actually kind yeah, of neat. I agree. Uh, but you know, that's one, that's one thing about comic books though, that really just kind of just gave a sour taste to me. That whole concept of the multiverse. It's like, Oh, just kidding. It's world three. Don't worry. He's not dead in world four, five, six, seven thousand. Well, just in World have, 3. Have you never seen a soap opera? Soap operas have been doing that. Everybody, if there is a character in a soap opera that has not had amnesia for some period of time mm -hmm. so that they could replay the exact same scripts over and over, I mean, it's just lazy writing. But no, the, the, the concept of the well, multiverse. Yeah. Now, and again, Marvel's handling of the multiverse in both Spider-Man Far From Home and in, um, oh, I forget the title of the Doctor Strange uh, movie. I thought both of those were done very well. 
okay because again right. string theory are, are you talking about the one that had like toby yes. mcguire tom holland and uh yeah Andrew no Garfield, way home yeah. and that, that, i thought they did a great yeah. job i agree that was a well good and, I, and they handled the multiverse well okay now and another thing that they did if you you know the 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 what if series on uh, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. they handle the multiverse really well there too. I think. I don't know if I've seen. I what highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. But the thing of the matter is, and we've talked about this before as well. I mean, as human beings, we have a finite brain, and we are constrained right. by our ability to observe four dimensions. Okay, and that's it. Right. And the fourth dimension, we are only able to observe in a linear fashion. Now, math tells us mm-hmm. that that is a, a construct that that the, the that dimension should be able to mathematically move in either direction. Now, I may, you know, again, my, I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a I'm not a nuclear physicist, and I didn't sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night, so I may have some of this wrong. But that's my understanding. Um, there's always multiple coordinate points on any axis, so uh, right. you know. But we are constrained to flow through time in a linear fashion, which is why we can't go back and capture photographic evidence of the big bang or uh jesus christ walking on water or anything like that moses part in the red sea what have you now um Mm -hmm. so but string theory says that there are multiple possible dimensions and multiple possible universes that could take up the same space and that's one of those things i kind of feel like uh ufo's Kind of like in Fringe, where oh, they were yeah. colliding. I love Fringe, and uh, a matter of fact, I got my girlfriend started watching Fringe, and she she yells at me and throws things at me when she uh, because I made her <laughs> I'm making her watch stuff that she gets interested in, and she wastes a lot uh-huh. of time. But she's got to catch up. Fringe is um, Fringe and the X Files were my two. I, I in, in Fringe though, I actually preferred the earlier seasons to the later oh, I seasons. Agree. Um, and uh, the X-Files were just phenomenal. I mean, yeah, but they kind of fell off too. They kind of went through uh, the writing. Well, it's kind of like anything else after it's been around so long, there ain't so much content. You well, can talk and about. the bottom line is that, you know, if anybody does actually know the truth, I, I do agree that the truth is out there. But again, it, to, to back to what I was saying earlier, I kind of think that that is a possibility that it is mm-hmm. interdimensional crossover that produces aliens and shadow peoples and all kind of woolly boogers and things like that, as well as UFOs. Okay. Now, again, a UFO right, right. is an unidentified flying object or a UAP, unidentified aerial phenomena, whatever we want to call them these days. Right. Um, but you know, anything that you see in the air that you don't know what it is is an unidentified. It's unidentified. <laughs> so you know, but but the bottom line is, yeah. And I and and I've got some good friends that are smart people that are absolutely convinced in flat Earth theory. Now, some of that, I oh, 
You've been talking to my wife. No, I have not. I have not spoken to her. You rascal. You've been. No, it's actually one of my good friends. It's actually a pilot. He's had his pilot's license for a long time, and he is a. No, no, wait a minute. He's a pilot. And so you're up in the air to see the actual curvature of the earth. And you think it's flat. That is, and again, I, that he's one of those folks. I do tell him all the time, you know what? You may be right. I don't You may think. be right. That's why this podcast ain't politically correct. We're just right. correct. Now, and again, so the bottom line is, if anybody does know the truth about unidentified aerial phenomena or unidentified flying objects, they are for certain sure not telling us what it is. And so you're going to reach a point right. where you can't actually reveal the truth. And after a while, people are just going to get tired, you know, so it's. It, well, and they're going to be oh, desensitized yeah. and they're just going to think it's conspiracy theory and just kind of ignore it until you have them 10 foot aliens like they swore up and down. We're walking down the street in downtown Miami. Well, and exactly. Now, and, and again, my whole thing is I have seen things in my life that I cannot explain. Okay. And I think yeah, we all have, I know that, I mean, there are people, I know there's other folks that have seen things they can't explain either. Okay. Now, have I seen a ghost? I don't know. I kind of think I have on more than one occasion. I've never seen an alien, but I have seen a shadow person. Okay. And yeah. Well, now you may have seen an alien, just not well, like you're thinking. Well, it's entirely possible. And I do firmly believe in demons and in angels because they are mentioned mm-hmm. in the Bible. And, I mean, yep. back then people didn't write Except stuff the, down uh, just to write it down. Yeah. Just willy-nilly, right. And, of course, the description given of angels in the Bible is considerably different than what we imagine them oh, to yeah. look like Absolutely. today. Well, and, I, and again, I love Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End because when the aliens mm-hmm. showed up, they hung around for, I believe it was 40 years until people got used to the fact that they were there before they revealed themselves because they looked like um, the uh, uh, description of, the, of Satan himself with wings and horns and cloven hooves. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, yeah. speaking of that, um, I saw an article also the other day, and I don't know if this is actual fact or not, but they were presenting it like it was news. It may not have been. I could uh-huh. be wrong. But um, they supposedly were digging somewhere in Siberia and found this angel statue kneeling with wings and... Uh, was massive. They don't know how old it is. And uh, it's just unbelievable. They think it may be a representation of the fallen angels. The watchers, maybe. Well, it could be possible, but they were talking about, you know, it's one of those things that they're just not sure exactly what it is, how it got there, and uh, speculating you know, who made it, why it was made, you know, kind of like everything Well, else. again, now, so look at, I mean, it, to me, that's just another uh, another instance of an out-of-place artifact, like the London Hammer, 
uh, the Antikythera mechanism, all of these things that, that according to our concept of humanity and human evolution should not and cannot exist. But they find um, they, you know, back in the days when people heated their homes with coal, they were constantly finding mm -hmm. old artifacts made out of metal, you know, bronze and copper and right. stuff like that that were in the coal deposits. And it takes a hot minute to make coal, a coal deposit. Right. Now, you know, they right. have, uh, I think it's pretty much been discovered that um, you know that that the oil and and whatnot is or at least a form of it is made by bacteria okay that it's not okay um dissolved dinosaur meat that uh you mm -hmm. know and so but again that stuff has to sit around and cure for an awful long time before it becomes cold so and even longer before it becomes diamonds. Yeah, but I, but you know you can make a diamond in your microwave with tin foil and uh, and uh, graphite. You're gonna have to get a new microwave. Yes, you after. are. But you know if you ever want to destroy a microwave and make a make an industrial diamond, you can do it. Not working on making diamonds. I'm still perfecting my LSD recipe. There you go again. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Walter Bishop? Oh when yeah, you need I mean again that is that, that yeah even even in episode I think it's episode two the first time he mixes LSD I, I but uh, anyway golly. <laughs> well yeah and he started making his own pharmaceuticals because <laughs> he, he didn't right. like the ones and he just and when he wants milk he just has a cow over there he just goes and gets a squirt Absolutely. and calls it a day. <laughs> But one of the, uh, you know, speaking of Fringe, though, one of the funniest things about that show, though, was oh, Astrid yeah. and how he always called her something different. Except there, <laughs> it, there, there was one, yeah, toward, it was in the towards the end, and he actually called her by her correct name and a couple of, uh, anyway, mm -hmm. I don't remember, it, but uh, no, that was a that was a well-written show. Well, he had a moment of clarity. He had several moments of clarity, I, I, but, uh, you know. I'm still trying to have one. I do feel better though after sitting on customer service hold hell for hours over the last couple of days. I told you the doctor was in. Um, <laughs> well, he is. And I apologize to everyone that's listening if this sounds like crap, but our normal software ain't working. We are evidently too dumb to get anything else to work so we, we've got something hodgepodge together and hopefully you're going to listen to this and it's going to be funny if you don't like it at least we hope we pissed y'all because other than that we really don't give a flying flip something well, and something else with the f word because i don't even know where the general lease parked at tonight to even cover but up the we did box. i mean we did go through an awful lot of effort and you your your audio sounds significantly better so maybe they got something straightened out but yeah we went through oh, four well, days good. of experimentation and stuff trying to get this to work again and so i mean and all for you folks well, also that we could either make I'm, you laugh I'm, or piss you off or maybe both i don't know 
<laughs> and we stay pissed off all the time. That's like so, the, the that's like the secret of the Hulk, you know, in, from the Avengers. I'm always angry. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I never have liked the Hulk. Why not? It was okay when it was uh, Lou Ferrigno, but like, I just ain't never been impressed with. Even him. when he was Smart Hulk. I didn't like him at any time. He's just kind of dumb. Well, you know. Now, I'm not a big, and truthfully, I will preface all of that by saying I am not a big Marvel fan. I do prefer DC. Really, the only two Marvel characters that I like are Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. You don't like Captain America? So. America's voice. Captain America. No, Captain America's too cliche. Really? Okay. Uh, Iron Man is... uh, I don't know. He's Marvel's version of Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's just better. Of course, the Bat family is my favorite. So I'm obviously say Batman is far superior to Iron Man. Okay. And whatnot. It's just, I don't know. It's. Well, I guess it just, you know. It's just one of they, those things. They all, you know, all different things appeal to different people. But I don't recall. Right. And for different yeah. reasons. And so, I mean, again. Marvel had both the thing from the Fantastic Four and the Incredible Hulk, which were, you know, just mm-hmm. the great big. Essentially uh, the same yeah, character. One was green and one was right, made out of rock. Exactly. I don't recall there being a DC character that was the same as them. Well, no, you also had Colossus. He was uh, big and strong and made out of metal. So they had three. Yeah, but what name was he? Was yeah, he Marvel? was Marvel. He was an X-Man. Uh, okay, Colossus was Marvel, yep. too. All right. Well, there is one. Uh-huh. Well, I would... Well, he's not a hero, though. He's a right. bad guy. And that would be... Solomon, Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, so he was the yep. equivalent to the Hulk, I guess, but he was a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. So, you know, it's, but it, it's, but it, there are, you know, you can find the correlations and, you know, I've, I've got a friend that, uh, well, I call him a friend. He's not really a friend. He's a social I'm media right friend. I'm right here if you're going to talk about, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he public, he's a writer and he co-write, co-authors some books and he's got a, a superhero series called, um, the Raptor series is the first three books and it's talking about uh, a sidekick and his progressions mm-hmm. up in the superhero ladder and all this stuff. And then the new series is the black Harrier series to where he actually takes his mentor's mantle and becomes the main hero. And it's just, they're really well done, but you see the heavily influences of DC and Marvel and the different aspects and stuff that have gone around to make the storylines that they are in those uh-huh. comic books, but they are well-written. Um, the first one I think is called sidekicks. It's really good. Uh, would recommend if you're looking for like a superhero story to read, look it up. I think you can listen to it on audible for free. Uh, and I don't think the Kindle books are very high, but they've got a lot of stuff in that science fiction genre, even kind of, I don't want to say Stephen mm-hmm. Kingish, 
but more along the lines of like the Dark Tower uh-huh. stuff and things like that. And I mean, they're really all the authors that I have read books from under this label. I think it's Athlon uh-huh. Books or something to that effect. They are all very well written and the books are actually quite mm-hmm. good for some for people that you would think are not quite as famous as maybe they should be because some of these books that I have read are considerably better than books by major authors that you know by household names. Well, and again, yeah, I actually met, uh, I met a fellow on an airplane one time that was an author and I bought a copy of his book and it was a really well done book. But again, if you look at it, there are, um, you know, the, the, and, and I've heard it said that there are really only, uh, three, I think stories that all, you know, for, for all of the literature for all time. And then I've actually even heard it that there's only one actual theme and it is the search for self. So. Well, I can, I, yeah. I can do that. I, I mean, I truly can see. Well, and there's a couple of things that we can I, talk about. I've got a book that I can share with you that you can read. Um, that is, it sounds okay. very similar to, uh, Don Quixote when you first hear it, but it's the knight in rusty armor and we could talk about that. Now, another one, I, okay. I, mean, I, I mean, I think we could probably, we, we probably could talk about the watchmen, which, and right, know, as far yeah, as graphic yeah. novels, there are a lot, I mean, especially now the content of graphic novels, of course, is much, well, that's where the, the dark Knight characters came from was graphic novels right, and things right. of that nature. And there's a lot of them out there and they and they've got some good content and they do knock the heroes mm-hmm. down a peg or two and make them much more relatable as human beings. Well, and because you know, that what's the old adage, you know, you see Superman, but Superman can't be brave. Right. There's no way he can be brave because you can't, you can't there's no way him, yeah. you can have, bravery when right, you can't be exactly. hurt and it's just crazy well that sounds like a good idea i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna go search for All myself right. and we'll catch it again next week and that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between and we got all right you crazy bunch of motherfuckers wait uh can we say mother You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. It isn't politically correct. It's just correct. Our motto is, if you can't go balls deep, don't go at all. Actually, that's not our motto, and I'm sorry. I I don't even know what that meant. All right, we got to go. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, we hope it really pissed you off. Follow us on Twitter at Carolina UNDGRND Underground. Get it? Or drop us an email at Carolina UNDGRND. Get it? At NorthState.net. We want to hear from you. Y'all be cool. See you next time on Carolina Underground.